boss on. Your wife needs you. Bump your boss. My son wanted to work for a sports agent. He was all geek at. I'm going to work for them. I'm going to get the chain. I said, the chain? The chain? You don't wear nobody else's chain. You don't wear nobody else's name. They eating off of that. Your family ain't going to eat off that. You won't get a check. We building money for generations to come. You don't work for nobody else. I didn't put you in school to go give your best talent to some other man. I put you to work for this legacy. You work for your family. You don't got no options. You don't work nowhere else. You don't work for nobody else. You work for your mama. You work for your sister. You work for your aunts. You work for your grandma. You work for your family. You work for your kid. You ain't making no other man rich. Your boss don't run you. Your boss don't care about your wife and your kids. You care about your wife and kids. Do what you're supposed to do. You ain't no boy no more. You don't need their approval. You talented enough. God made you. You got everything you need. My wife graduated, got her degree. Passed the NCLEC the first time, went and got a job, and she took the WIC check back. I was like, what are you doing? Wait for him to call us. This free money. She said, this ain't our money no more. We on our feet now. This somebody else's money. You a grown man on employment wick. You are living off of somebody else's check when you shouldn't be living off their check, but you so afraid to fly on your own. Stop being a boy and step into manhood. It's higher up here, but the rewards are better. While they taking breaks, you keep taking action. Peace, family. Assalamu alaikum. Can y'all hear me? Can you all hear me? Malaikum Aswan. I can hear you. All right, all right, all right. Today we will be, uh, I'm not sure how many of you all know, but yesterday, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan spoke live. So we're going to be recapping and listening to him. And then we're going to share our feedback. As I let me get this together. For those who are interested in joining us on the Zoom call, you can text the word NATION to 833-276-7174. Again, if you all, if you all want, would like to join us over here directly on the Zoom call every morning at 6 a.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, text the word NATION to 833-276-7174. 7174. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan spoke on Roland Martin's show yesterday. Uh, for you all who don't know, Brother uh, Harry Belafonte uh, passed. May Allah be pleased with him and his works uh, this week. And so the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan joined the show to share his thoughts 
uh, and other things um, as well. So uh, as always, though, we are going to get started with uh, opening prayer. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful. Should I be turned unto thee, striving to be upright to him who originated the heavens and the earth, and I am not among the polytheists. Surely my prayer, my sacrifice, my life, and my death are all for a lot of lords of the world. So nor so she has he. This I am commanded, and I am of those who submit. O Allah, thou art the king, there is no God but thee, thou art my Lord, and I am thy servant. I've been unjust to myself, and I confess my faults. So please grant me protection against all my faults, for none grants protection against faults but thee. And guide me into the best of morals, for none can guide me into the best of morals but thee. And turn away from me the even the indecent morals, for none can turn away from me the even the indecent morals but thee. And O Allah, bless Muhammad, and bless the true followers of Muhammad. As thou did bless Abraham and the true followers of Abraham, for surely thou art praiseworthy and magnified. And O Allah, make Muhammad successful and make the true followers of Muhammad successful. As thou did make Abraham and the true followers of Abraham successful. For sure, that our praise, worthy and magnified. Amen. All right. Let's go. Let's go. How many of y'all seen it yesterday? Uh, anybody did get a chance to see it yesterday? Uh-uh, that ain't what I was supposed to be looking at. How many of y'all did get a chance to see it yesterday? All right, here we go. A million records for a day, oh, and people are loving your Calypso music. And then people say, yeah, you, you all right. There's a guy in Boston who sings way better than you named Gene Walcott. Well, many people know him today as Mr. Louis Farrakhan. He joins us right now on Roller Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Uh, Minister, glad to have you back. Um, <laughs> so I started that way because literally uh, people were just mesmerized by the voice of Harry Belafonte, but there were others uh, where you grew up who said, oh, we got a guy who sings better than Harry. Well, I, I will not join that i i love harry i love his voice and i love what he did for the music of the caribbean that i loved so much i was a young calypsonian i danced i sang and i sang ballads and i heard of harry belafonte when I was 16 or 17 years of age, and I studied uh, my brother, and um, how I met him was I was uh, going to try to audition for his part in the Broadway show Almanac when he went to California to do the movie Common with that very beautiful 
uh, sister, oh boy, Dorothy Dandridge. Dorothy Dandridge. So I went to New York and auditioned to play his part in that Broadway show. Unfortunately, I didn't get the part, the part, but that night after I auditioned, they invited me to the show to meet uh, Harry Belafonte. And we had a, a meeting after the show and talked a few nice words. But for me, Harry Belafonte is about the best of the Calypsonians because he made Calypso popular in the United States of America so that all Calypsonians, including myself, had a broader audience to sing for or dance for or play for. So um, I love that man very, very much. And I'm deeply saddened by his passing. But I know that all of us who live to the age of 96, we suffer from the ravages of time. And it's only a matter of time before time that brought us into the world, time will take every one of us out. So my brother is gone, but I celebrate that man as one of, not only, I am not just Calypso, but he was a man of supreme integrity, honesty, commitment. That's the Harry Belafonte that I know. And the last time I had a chance to talk with him, Brother Roland, was maybe a few months ago. I asked one of my helpers to get in touch with his daughter, Gina, that I might be able to say something to him. And I persisted and finally Harry Belafonte came on the phone and he said, Farrakhan, why are you uh, like de desirous of talking with me? What is it? And I said, oh, Brother Harry, I just called to tell you how much I love you and how much I thank Almighty God for your mother and father who brought you into this world. And I thank God for the gift that he gave you that you have shared with millions. And I just was getting old and I know you are a little older than I am. So before time took me or time took you, I just wanted you to know from the depth of my heart, 
that I love me some Harry Belafonte. My wife loves and adores him, my children. And so we're a part of the fan club, if you will. But more than that, that man to me came from God. Only God gives life. Only God fashions life. And I can say this to you, Brother Roland, that you are fashioned by God, and that's why you can't be any different than what you are. You are a fighter using your gifts to make life better for those who would hear you, listen to you, and follow the counsel of you. And so Harry is that to me, and I shall miss him terribly. But thank you for having a program like this that Father Flager and I could be blessed to come on your show to talk about a man that both of us love. The moment I heard of his passing, I called Father Flager because it was Father Flager when I was on an operating table in 2007 for 14 hours, which gave me what they call a pelvic exoneration. Many thought that I had reached the end of my days. And Father Flager brought my idol, so to speak, to the hotel. I'm sorry, to the hospital to greet me. And from there, we've had many, many wonderful conversations. Going to a break, we come back more with Mr. Louis Farrakhan. Our day three remembrance of Harry Belafonte, folks, who passed away on Tuesday at the age of 96. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Mr. Louis Farrakhan with regards to uh, the passing of Harry Belafonte. Mr. Mr. Farrakhan, so you go from Gene Walcott, you link up with Elijah Muhammad, you join the Nation of Islam, you become um, uh, you, you come into the Nation of Islam, and while the nation had its view of the civil rights movement and what black folks should be doing. Here you had Harry Belafonte, who committed himself to following uh, Dr. King. As you think back during those days, um, what were you thinking as, as, and as here he was on the front lines with Dr. King uh, and you uh, growing and being shaped and formed in the Nation of Islam with uh, Elijah Muhammad? Well, to look at my brother, I never saw him as someone different because he focused 
on the civil rights question with Dr. King. I disagreed with Dr. King as a, a student of Brother Malcolm and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. But you know, as time went on, I grew to love Dr. King. I grew to understand more the struggle of the Christian family as they pursue justice in America. And so Harry to me was this moral human being. I heard Father Flager talk about his hurt over being rejected after he had helped Mrs. Coretta Scott King and the King family after Dr. King's passing. He's a man of extreme integrity and deep and profound love. And when you're like that, you could hear it in all his songs when he was like a folk singer. Then a Lipsonian, all the heart that he put into his music is what he put into the words that he spoke for justice for our people. And I was so struck by Brother Harry when he was with Dr. King in the closing years of his struggle for justice for us. And uh, he was looking at Dr. King one day and Dr. King seemed rather melancholy. And he said, Martin, you seem so melancholy. Why are you so sad? And Dr. King said, I fear that I'm integrating my people into a burning house. That burning of America is going on as this program is going on and we see and are living in and a part of watching the unraveling and the fall of the greatest nation on this earth in the last 6,000 years. So I admired Dr. King. I admired all of those that fought with him, not against him, but with him for our civil rights. And we would not enjoy the things that we enjoy today, some measure of freedom, some measure of political sagacity and power or 
office that we hold, if there were not a Dr. King and a Harry Belafonte and a Jesse Lewis Jackson. So when my brother Jesse said he was going to run for president, I had just spoken at the 20th anniversary of the March on Washington, and Reverend Jackson invited me to a church where he was preaching uh, that night. And when I listened to him afterwards, he said, Farrakhan, I would love for you to help me in my struggle to become the nominee in the Democratic Party for the presidency of the United States. And I told my brother that uh, I would talk it all of the nation and I'll get back to him. And I did what I said and I became a surrogate speaker for Reverend Jackson and the movement that he so brilliantly led as he moved toward becoming the first black president of the United States. Reverend Jackson introduced me to the beauty of the black church. And because of Reverend Jackson, and because I loved Dr. King and, Doc, and, and loved Reverend Jackson for taking that bold step, and then he was assaulted and since we had the FOI, the male members of the nation, with me and with us, we put them behind Reverend Jackson to protect him and his family. And that's how my controversy with members of the Jewish community began. I joined Reverend Jackson and I saw an atmosphere being created by the media that could have had Reverend Jackson assassinated. And I reached out to members of the Jewish community and I told them, we can, we can stand to lose an election, but we can't stand to lose our brother. And that's when I was called a new black Hitler and uh, the dance of death began. And for 40 years now, I've had to wear the ugly label of anti-Semite or anti-Semitic hater, bigoted person. And so I've survived. And Reverend Jackson, though he uh, dismissed me from being a, a speaker on his behalf, I never stopped cherishing the move that he made and the work that we did together to help his campaign. And I heard you earlier. I have uh, three panelists. 
Go ahead. Brother Martin talking about hazing. And I so much agree with you. But to stand by and watch my brother strive to do something consequential for us as a people and not stand with him, not stand by him, Mm -hmm. not stand for him, and not be willing to make the sacrifice, if necessary, to protect him. And that's what Harry Belafonte was all about. He was a man of moral stamina, moral conviction. And so are you, brother. First time I met you, you've been the same ever since, always challenging falsehood, always challenging weakness, always challenging those who want to lead us, but they may not be as good as they could be. Roland was always there to check us, to question us, to help us to get our act together. So I, I thank God for you too and your wife and family. And I know that you will be successful in whatever you desire to be because that's who you are, Brother Roland. And that's why I celebrate Father Flager. I celebrate Martin Luther King. I celebrate the civil rights fighters that made life better for us, even if we didn't march with them when they marched. We benefited from what came as a result of the changing of laws and the benefit of that. So I thank God for you and I really thank you brother for opening this show for Father Flager and myself to take some questions and whatnot, because our people really are in need of clear guidance today because we're in trouble I got your new book and I started reading White Fear, I think it was. And they're terrified at the rise of black people. And the more we rise, the worse they manifest as an enemy to our rise by what they do to turn the clock back from the Supreme Court to the local courts from the FBI to the local police, we suffer. But that soon will come to an end. Uh, Our time is short, but today is the birthday of Dr. Greg Carr at Howard University. Uh, And so I want to give him an opportunity uh, to ask a question. Roland, thank you, brother. And uh, as-salamu alaykum, brother minister. Wa alaykum salam 
Yes, sir. And and I will confess to being prejudiced in terms of your sin career. My absolute favorite, and I play it all the time, is a white man's heaven is a black man's hell. To sell a man is merchandise. <laughs> I just can't. But anyway, I want to ask you uh, just about standing up to power. Uh, you know, one of your former neighbors, Barack Obama, when he became president of the United States, Harry Belafonte said, you know, you got to stand up. Where's the moral truth and courage? How important is it? How, what lessons can we learn from Mr. B, from yourself and, and all of the colleagues and comrades you've fought with over the years about the importance of standing up to power and not being afraid to speak truth to power, Brother Minister? And thank you. Thank you for your question, my brother. You know, dear brother, there's a verse in the Bible that said, perfect love casteth out fear. One of the great enemies of our speaking to power is our fear that if we speak too straight, too strong, too black, we'll lose some advantage that we have gained from friendship from white people or Jewish people or people of substance who have opened the door for us. I wouldn't be known all over the world if it were not for the Jewish people who felt so terrified that a black man would stand up and not bow down. A black man would be critical, not hateful, but critical, and not apologize for telling the truth. When you love deep enough, Brother Roland, speaking truth to power becomes easy, and every day that you love deeper, you preach stronger. Every day that you love deeper, you become one with God and one with the truth and one with the God who is love. So that's what makes Harry so great. He's in love with justice and truth and in love with his people. He loves America. He wants America to be better. So he made sacrifices. So my dear brother, deepen our love for self. Deepen our love for one another. We can't claim Jesus Christ and not understand what he taught when the last words that he mentioned before his crucifixion, love ye one another, even as I have loved you. His whole demonstration was a love for the Father and a love for the truth and a love for the people. And that's why he spoke truth. And unfortunately, when the people said, crucify him, after he made the blind see, the deaf hear, the dumb speak, and raise Lazarus to life, 
That's the painful part because now many of us have opportunities that we never had before. We have wealth that we never had before. We have a level of comfort that we never had before. And we've been brought out of obscure lives and put before the world on television. And now the world knows us, but we did not know that they were making us comfortable and giving us wealth and nearness to them so that one day when justice would come to them and they know that they're going down and they want to take us down with them, then they will call in the chips. So don't get too happy over the money that you got and the fame that you got and the shows that you got and the records that you sell. Let me tell you, he's going to ask you to denounce a good mm. man. He's going to ask you to be of those that That's are right. hateful mm. of us. That's right. And if you love comfort more than you love truth, if you love the beautiful home that you may have more than justice, more than speaking truth to power, you will compromise your position to hold on to a material thing that's going to die anyway. Teach me. So my brother, as I thank you from the depth of my heart for your question, and I thank Brother Roland for allowing me this time to be with you. I urge us Love yourself. Love your people. Yes, some of us are just ugly acting. It's true. But it's not because that's the way we are by nature. That's the way we've been made by circumstances. So my job as a student of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is to look past the fault and look at the need. Suffice the need, and you'll crush the fault. Our people need to be loved. Our people need to be taught. Our people need to throw away the blindfold that keeps us ignorant. And after that, we'll be all right. So thank you so much. I know time is running. Thank you. Well, there's little Roland. doubt that Harry Belafonte, ap, there's little doubt Harry Belafonte absolutely had a love for black people. Uh, Mr. Louis Farrakhan, we appreciate you sharing your remembrances of Mr. B. And two weeks from today, you will be celebrating your 90th birthday. So uh, happy early birthday. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I pray that God will bless me. I to appreciate see 90. it. And uh, Allah bless you with long life. Keep up the good work, Brother Roland. I know you've suffered a lot just for being the man that you are. But if we can't take the heat and you love to cook, 
we shouldn't be in the kitchen. So you're heavy in the kitchen. Both I agree. <laughs> I love you much, Brother Rowland. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks a bunch. Be well. Praise be to Allah. We got to see our dear minister one more time. So I appreciate Brother Rowland for having the minister speak and share his words. Man, it was some a lot of good lessons in there. But uh, as always, I'm going to ask y'all what stood out to y'all and we can dialogue about what stood out and what you got from that message from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. If you want to share, go ahead and press the number one in the comment section on the Zoom call. Brother Javier, go ahead. Peace, family. Peace, man. One thing I got from it is uh, just like how powerful the example that the minister set. Even, you know, even today at the age that he is, because last night I watched the uh, when he was on the Donahue show mm -hmm. and, um, you know, black uh, our people, we we like we can be emotional at times. And like the way that he keep his composure, like the way that he speak, the way that he the way that he carry himself and like that sacrifice, man, like doing good. It's not easy. It's not easy, man. Like that's like, man. Like that powerful, like that sacrifice, man. So like when you so just listening to the minister speak, especially like when he speak about the sacrifices that a lot of these men made, they put their life on the line. Like literally like it's not no nothing sweet. So. So it's, it's one thing to believe in it, but like when it come to actually putting in action, man, just like that's here, here, a great example of sacrifice. So the little things that we going through, um, when we feel like. Ah, oh, this is too much to bear, you know, like, man, just looking back at the minister, how he's speaking, like just the example, uh, uh, you know, that he give, how he keep his composure and he still keep his love for us. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just powerful, man. I ain't gonna lie. That's real powerful. And make me feel like I can get through anything. That's what I got from it. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Uh, anybody else? Press the number one. Uh, we got Sister Brianna. Go ahead. Assalamualaikum, everyone. So what, what stood out to me is when he was saying that if we got things in like an unrighteous way, then we have to let it go. So it makes me stay in thinking that to always do things the righteous way, because at least those things will stay longer. You know, the devil gives us stuff instantly and then takes it away longer. Where God and the law will give us stuff. It'll take a little longer to get it, but at least it lasts. And then it also made me think about how he's had that label of anti-Semite for however many decades now, right? And that we really have to be equipped with the knowledge of how to defend that point on how he's not and just defend him as the man he is. Uh, so powerful. <laughs> yes, ma'am. One of the things that stood out for me is his his love and acknowledgement of Brother Roland. You know, I see people online all the time, you know, speak about him and call him this and call him that. He's controversial. You know, he's going to speak his thought process if you even, you know, even if you disagree. But the minister in the interview was was lifting him up. He mentioned how he got his book and he was reading his book and congratulating him and thanking him as the minister. So it just, it just, it makes me think about closing the gap. 
because again, I see people on Twitter all the time talking about him. They don't like his views and what he's saying. They always beefing with him and going back and forth. And the minister talked about thanking him for his challenge of him even as a leader. He talked about he would always challenge them and make them, you know, uh, to where they live up to their potential and they're not just speaking. And the minister appreciates it versus, well, I'm going to beef with you. The minister appreciates the criticism, appreciates his thought process of being himself, speaking his mind um, versus getting emotional about it. And it just makes you think in, um, well, it makes me think about closing the gap when he talks about like, uh, you know, his ways is not our way speaking about the God. His thoughts is not our thoughts. And, but he also speaks about a man and a leader, how a gap begins to occur. And it's not just about loving the man and saying the hashtag and all this is about really lining our mind up with his mind. And how does he think? How does he see our people? He mentioned in here how he looks beyond our faults and looks at the needs. So he's always focusing on the 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 great part of our people, the the God of our people. And he's not just speaking it, but he really cares about our people and really loves our people no matter what condition, no matter what perspective that they have. So to see the minister grow into that and and be able to be so patient and loving even with someone who's may have been critical as he's mentioned in the past of leadership and things of that nature, uh, is, 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 is beautiful to me. Uh, we got Amber X. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. What stood out to me, um, the most was when he said, it, you know, made the point of, if you're comfortable with basically receiving all the, um, uh, glitz and glamour or how they try to portray it, you know, a reference to, um, the materialistic side, you know, if you're looking back on like the decisions I've made, the decisions me and my husband have made, we got so much, uh, you know, backlash for following, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan when we first started, when we first were introduced. But I still say, if, even after all that, you know, even after listening to the minister on when he was speaking with um, our brother, you know, I still say to this day, my, my decision, I don't regret my decision. You know, I don't regret choosing my people over the beneficial of, you know, I don't know. I don't want to call it the man, you know, but <laughs> over the over there, you know what I'm saying? Progression. I'd rather choose my people, you know, and I'm really I'm willing to go through whatever, just like the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, just like the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, because it means something, you know, and I'd rather die knowing that I stood for something and, and didn't fall for anything. Go ahead, Sister Amber. <laughs> Come on in there and teach this morning. Thank you, brother. brother X. I've been trying to get on this podcast for forever, brother. X. It's so nice to meet you. This is such an honor. Praise be to Allah, yes, ma'am. Thank you for finally finding it. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes, sir. So like, well, salam. I wanted to uh, point up, point another thing out, man. I'm so grateful, and I think we should be so grateful that the God chose the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan to be our guide in this time i mean just to look at an interview that's a you know that's about harry balafonte it's so many lessons 
that we can get just about how to think the character. Somebody in the comment section asked about how old that interview is, that that interview was, because he said Roland is not the person who you think he is. And I said, wow. How many of us would be thrown away if it wasn't for the minister? Oh, I. When I read those type of comments, it just makes me more grateful. I said, good God almighty. I said, boy, if anybody else was in there, boy, they'll be, nope, he gone. Nope, I don't like him. I, I don't like what he did. But the minister looks past that and says, but you still a God. He still teaches on our nature. He still teaches us with love. And he waits until we raise up. And he's going to do all that he can do to save us, to redeem us. Man, ain't that just, I mean, that's just amazing to have a father like him that's not going to throw us away when we make a mistake. That's not going to throw us away when we act other than ourselves. That's not going to condemn us knowing that we too have had times when we done done something wrong, but we just not in the public eye for everybody to analyze it. We not in the public eye for everybody to judge it. So when the minister teaches us about who we are by nature. In that same interview, he says about us being righteous by nature, wicked only by circumstances. But how many of us in leadership or how many of us as whatever we are, are willing to look at our people and say, yeah, I know who you really are though. And you just acting other than yourself due to circumstances. He's willing and has shown to be patient enough to see us rise above the conditions that we've been put in, not by ourselves. So comments like that, I thank you for making that comment section because it shows me and it reminds me how beautiful the minister is. And it makes me thankful for a lot choosing him because so many of us done done wrong. So many of us, oh man, so many of us done messed up, done fell short. And he looks at us and say, but you still a God by nature. And he's going to give us that word continuously. I done heard so many leaders among the past say, I'm through. Now, I'm done with them niggas. Oh, man, I'm not finna date hard-headed niggas. But the minister, he may have not said that now. We hard-headed, but he's still going to teach us and see us with love. So I just want to point that out because I did notice that in the comment section. Go ahead, Brother Samuel. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum you know, uh, to that point, you know, not only did he know Brother Roland by his nature, but he knew Brother Roland by his divine ability. Mm. He just heard what he said, you know. He looked into that man. He didn't give no surface glance. He didn't give no little quick once-over. <laughs> He's peering into the mind of the human being the same way he peered into the mind of Mozart, Beethoven, right? And so Donable Louis Farrakhan has really given us an example when you talk about looking past the fault to see the need, and then when you meet the need, you crush the, 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 the dysfunction, that's powerful, man. That's a law that you can build an entire nation on, right? And so um, he's not just saying that, but if you look at how he handled Brother Jesse Jackson, not only did I come to your rescue speaking on your behalf, not only did I bang your enemies out, not only did I tighten your enemies up, but then I put men around you to protect you when somebody else put their hands on you. Mm. And then after that, you came and said, you know, Brother Farrakhan, I can't have you represent me no more. But then he don't even talk about that. 
he's not saying, well, you know, we was together, but, uh, you know, he did me wrong. He allowed his brother, just like, you know, we had the proper handling of people, right, um, back in the early development, you know what I mean, uh, of the, uh, the reconstruction of the nation. It was a book that was being read, and it really should probably be read again many times over, but um, you allow your brother or your sister to save face, and then allowing them to save face, you can set a good example. He showed an example of what brotherhood is, you know? And when they tried to drag Jesse Jackson, the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, he got on the phone and he called him. It's like he called Brother Harry Belafonte, just like he didn't drag President Barack Obama when he was running. He said, when you get in a great place, he said, the powers that be are going to call on you. You're going to get a nice contract. You're going to get a nice this. You're going to get a nice that. He said, they're going to call you and tell you to repudiate a man of God. Well, Harry Belafonte never bowed to that. Harry Belafonte never broke to that. And he also was in a position of where when the honorable, I mean, when, the, um, excuse me, Dr. King in a private, honest moment told Brother Harry Belafonte, and this is a quote that our community needs to hear and has heard through uh, the auspices of the Nation of Islam. I fear that I'm uh, immigrating my people, uh, integrating my people into a burning, burning house. house. Yes, sir. Yes. We would not have known that part of Dr. King's mind because that, that, that Dr. King was meeting with the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. But had Minister Farrakhan been closed-minded and narrow-minded and parochial in thinking, he would not have um, had a mind to highlight the parts of Dr. King where Dr. King said we need a poor people's campaign. We had a poor people's campaign when we did the Million Family uh, Movement, right? He said, let's bring everybody together. And let's address the needs of the people. Once again, Minister Farrakhan deal with principle and he, and, he, and, he, and he comes from a perspective of spiritual depth. And I love the fact that he looked past our faults to see our needs. But to me, even greater than that, he's looking beyond our fault. He's looking at our magnificence and not just on a surface level, like prophetically, scripturally, individually. He said, every time I see a black man, I'm looking at God. And when I bow, when I shake your hand, I bow. I bow because I know that I'm looking at God. And I just think that's a great place for us all to work from. That's where to transform this society. My last uh, quote is this. Relationships, society has changed um, at the speed of uh, relationships. And relationships are developed at the speed of trust. He trusts us to be magnificent and beautiful and he looked for the God in us. You look for a brown germ, you're going to find that. If you're looking for the black germ, you're going to find that. And if you find it in you, then you can find it in your brother. He's an example of that. He banged for us. That's why we bang for him. Yes, sir. Praise be to Allah. I had another thought as I was thinking over that comment. He said, you don't, he's not who you think he is. And another thought came to my mind. No, he's not who you think he is. And that's a response about all of us. That person who may be talking about you who have talked about you recently in the past and said, girl, she ain't who you think she is. Well, we, when we look at each other, aren't who we think we are. When you looking at that black man, you calling him this, you call him that you really looking at God. According to this teaching right here, it says, whenever you look at a black man, you looking at God, his light may have just been blown out. The minister talked about the other day, uh, as we was looking at, uh, uh, is God man or spirit? He talked about the electricity, uh, which gives power, is the unseen power to the conduit. 
Well, the conduit is the light bulb. The light bulb isn't necessarily the reason that the light is on, but it's the unseen power. So he said just because the power or the light is out or the copper wears out doesn't mean the electricity has been worn out. And I think about us because we don't have that that vision or that that love patience like the minister when we see a brother who done robbed, who done killed, who done lied, fornicate, adultery, who done stole all those type of things. We just throw out that he's a God. We throw out what his nature actually is. Well, in my, how I would look at this is his light bulb has just been turned off. He's not exuberating the light anymore because of whatever that unhappened within, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the weight of sin, uh, the wages of sin is death. So he's starting to look dark now. But when you think about it, if I was to come into a room or come into your house or you was coming to come into my house, in order for us to uh, see if the light bulb is on, we got to turn we got to turn that switch. Many of us our switch is just down. We still guys, the electricity is still here. The electricity is still powering these lights that you see. But sometimes the brother light bulb is just out. And if I were, and when I was younger, I used to uh, go to my 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 brother's house and I used to try to dunk on this gold. He had like a Fisher Price goal, and I will always get hung. And for those who don't know what that means, get hung is basically the ball hits the rim and it bounced back up on that goal. Well, the light was always right there. So I used to always bust the light bulb. Well, just because I get hung and I bust the light bulb on accident, now there's no light. It doesn't mean that I've broken the power. It doesn't mean that I have taken electricity out the whole entire house. It doesn't mean that I even took the electricity out the room. It's just that I have busted the light bulb. When you think about our people um, or when you think about a cartoon, whenever somebody's talking about the mind or a new idea, what comes up above their head? A light bulb. So if the scripture teaches us that we should be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind, all we have to do is put a new light bulb in. All we got to do is put a little, a new light bulb in, put a new thought in his mind, a new idea in his mind and resurrect his mind and change it. And you will see that when you hit that light, his light will shine once again. This is why we got brothers and sisters who go to prison and they read, get the light again or be introduced to the light and they come out and they look like a new human being. Man, Gucci went in and came out. They said, man, it's gotta be a clone. You clean yourself up. You start eating better. You lose that belly. You're going to be so transformed, they're going to call you a clone. Well, that's how we can do, and that's what we can do with knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. We can go in, and when somebody sees us again, we can be a whole complete new human being with new knowledge, wisdom, and new action. I see Sister Amber, you pressed one again, but I think that was you trying to uh, get on, so I'm going to go to Sister Golda. But if you was trying to say something again, just press it number one because I know you already spoke. Sister Golda, go ahead. All right. Asalaamu Alaikum, family. Um, first off, I this it's so much gratitude for that man. And I'm so grateful that he chose to submit to his purpose because one thing that I love about what he presents to us is unity. And when he spoke about Harry Belafonte's um being in the civil rights movement. And he said that 
he understood the struggle of the Christian community. And I feel like where we are right now is so important for us as Black people, melanated people, to lay down whatever our different views are, our different places, are, our different religions, because, you know, there's so much confusion that's being put in our cultures and societies right now. And the fact that we keep on creating more divisions between each other, we keep creating more sets, you know, more, more um, gangs to represent and you know, something I was saying to a group of people was that I felt like these teachings are like the antidote. They're like the remedy. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, no, I believe in Jesus. I don't believe in Allah. And I'm like, but it's not about the religion. I'm talking about the teachings. I'm talking about discipline. You know, uh, even when we talk about our restrictive laws or our success, if you really analyze each restrictive law, you can see the purpose. If you analyze our etiquette, you can see the purpose. It's, it's teaching you how to maneuver in this world. And so what when I hear him continuously talk about someone is your brother, like no matter what their difference is, that's your brother. Because that's what this open enemy wants is for us to divide ourselves by ourselves. So they don't have to do it anymore. We can, we do it. And the more that we're divided, the more that they can continue to control our narrative. So I just, I wanted to reflect on that, on how important that was for him to, one, say that he understood the struggle of the Christian community, and also to to understand that even though he was on, you know, Harry Belafonte was with the civil rights movement, and on that page, he still supported, and I think that's just something that's so important for us. Yes, ma'am. Brother Cam? Man, y'all said uh, so much that resonated with me in reference to the Honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan. And, you know, as I sat and listened to the interview for the second time, it made me really think about how the minister is like a mirror. And, you know, when we see him, it's a reflection of what we could be if we would submit ourselves totally to the power that the minister has submitted himself to. <clears throat> and, you know, you know, brother Ben touched on it. And uh, I believe it was another brother who touched on it as well about how the minister, brother Samuel, how the minister man, handles our people. Because I see just like brother Ben said, plenty of people, and the way they handle one another because they disagree, because they take positions or they're affiliated with certain individuals, they treat them in a certain manner that's just very, very disrespectful. And the minister having this understanding because he knows did not go into this interview adversarial. He didn't go into this interview trying to make a point of trying to embarrass Roland Martin because of what he knows of what Roland Martin is doing and things of that nature. So I'm like, this is just a beautiful example of us being able to study and have an example in front of us that we should be looking at and we should be trying to follow each and every day because it's only the betterment of ourselves 
self-improvement, which is the basis for community development. So that's what came to my mind when I listened to the Honorable Miss Lewis Farcon. Thank you. Yes, sir. Who is that? What they? Uh, anybody else? Somebody else? They got anything to say? Press the number one. If anybody else has anything that you would like to share, Sister Brianna, go ahead. I thought we would get over. I wanted to add to his wisdom, and it made me think of something else uh, from what I said earlier and from what the minister was saying and how you said that uh, we don't know him. And sometimes we forget that even us, we are in a part of Allah's perfection process, right? That's the reason that we're here, so that he can make himself perfect. Uh, so we sometimes forget that we are not our worst actions or our bad moments because don't we all have them and just being in these teachings inspires me to learn more i'm in orientation class right now so i surely don't know everything <laughs> and there's so much to learn uh and these teachings are forever uh evolving or or showing themselves to us right um, but that's okay. You can still start where you are. Like you don't have to be privy in absolutely everything to stand your ground, to know what you're talking about. Um, so for the new one out there, I'm not sure if I'm the newest, but it helps. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Thank you. Brother Michael two X. Somebody about to hear yes, I can. Yes, sir. It just reminds me of a scripture where it says, uh, I believe it says, where uh, love you one another, even though I love you. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, every time I look at the minister, the examples that he said, and a lot of us know how powerful that man is, especially when you have guys who, uh, like Jesse Jackson, who, I guess you could say, somebody that's owned, or that's not necessarily practice the reciprocity that the minister gives, but yet, yet still he continues to love and uh, support those brothers and whatnot. But with respect to us, and that's in the nation of Islam and whatnot, I mean, it's just such a beautiful example that we should try to carry on the practice with one another. I actually feel like if we actually carry it to practice the examples that the minister said, that we'll set this country ablaze overnight in a good way. You know what I mean? With respect to like a uh, 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 doing for self and set up the, uh, the uh, economical blueprint that the uh, Honorable Elijah Muhammad laid out for us and whatnot. It's just, a, a, I mean, I'm in awestruck seeing how humble and how dignified that this man is, especially with respect to, you know, how he speaks to people who doesn't view who people. But I feel like that's most definitely something we should start carrying to practice with all uh, the space of one another. But peace, that's all I had. Yes, sir. Thank you. Anybody else has something that they would like to share? Brother Haroon? Assalamualaikum, brothers and sisters. Walaikum salam. This message uh, for Brother. Harry, uh, Harry, 
uh, just reminded me of uh, Minister Farrakhan's speech at uh, Savage Day speech in 2013, where he talks about how the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told Minister Farrakhan to, you know, think for the, for the whole and speak for the whole. When he was talking about his economic blueprint, you know, I think that, you know, his words just really about Harry Belafonte's like life is like, hey, I love my brother, no matter the difference. You know, I love Roland, no matter the differences and no matter what what we had went through. And I think that's just like his like epitome of like, well, this is how we we, we unite together, even through our differences, you know, even through some of the things that we made. This is really, really you know, how, you know, it goes back into, you know, in the Holy Quran, it talks about, you know, Iblis, you know, it talks about like, you know, sometimes we may think we know and we may be arrogant of each other and we may disagree that with our fire, you know, our fire uh, thoughts and be like, I'm right and you're wrong. And so, you know, I just really loved this message yesterday and I, and I really, you know, just really take it to heart. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Well, I appreciate everybody for being on this morning and sharing. I got another sister. It's always y'all show show up at the end. Not just playing. Uh, I just seen you, Sister Randisha. I don't know where your um. Did it go away? Did you delete it? I just saw your name. Then it went away. You did delete it. Go ahead. No, you can speak. I I don't have to close. Did you change your mind? Oh, she said I'm full. One, but I'm at work. I have to go to a quiet place so you can hear me. So are you free now, Brother Ruben, or not? Are you able to talk now? While he's figuring that out, uh, I did want to share with you you all this morning. Uh, I know many of y'all sent donations. I appreciate it. I do want to share with you all what I did with it this morning. If anybody would like to donate to the program, you can do so via dollar sign, Brother Ben X. Uh, yesterday, I was actually overloaded, so I couldn't send a text this morning with the plan that I was on. So we had, I had went over, I told y'all, even if, you know, I'm going to continue to do it. So I did want to show you guys the plan that I have upgraded to y'all saw yesterday. I was at 10,000. I already used 14,000. So that's why I couldn't send a text out this morning. So as you all can see, I did upgrade to 25,000. So I just want to show y'all that I executed. I appreciate y'all help. And uh, the plan right now is $750 per month that I'm paying just to send the text messages out. So I did. I just want to be transparent and show you all um, that I did use you all's help to upgrade for the text messages. So once again, I, I appreciate you all's help. Um, Brother Ruben, are you are you free? The cash app of y'all is it's scrolling at the bottom of my screen. Y'all should be able to see a dollar sign, Brother Ben X, if y'all would like to support. All right, go ahead, Sister Randisha. So, Assalamu alaikum, family. I think that something that stood out to me was when um, 
Brother Martin was actually saying to the minister that, you know, he was making a comparison that, you know, that they said that this one was the best Harry Badafonte and you minister and the minister will not even indulge in mm. such, you know, I am better than my brother. Good point. You know, so I just think that that was just something that stood out to me as I was thinking about it. That was all I had to say because everybody else was so full this morning. I'm just taking notes. Praise be to Allah. Definitely was a good point right there in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, uh, Brother Ruben. Assalamualaikum. Now, the beautiful point of uh, Mr. Lewis Farrakhan, I love what he said about justice. Now, um, we have rulers that uh, make the law and they break the law. So what does that mean? That they try to consider themselves as gods, but then they hide it. So it's just beautiful because in Romans, in the Bible, it says those who, are, those who know the law and shall not perish or something like that. But those who know the law and uh, break the law are sinners and shall perish. So we have rulers that consider themselves as gods where they're trying to be better than God, like with a capital, with a capital G, not a lowercase G. And I just love that point because, you know, if we really want justice, not just for blacks, but for every single, every single color, no color, uh, we got to fight against these enemies because they're trying to suppress us. And the suppressors will be suppressed by God Almighty Allah. Yes, sir. Thank you for sharing, brother. All praise due to Allah. So listen, family. Uh, thank you all for joining on this morning. As y'all can see, scrolling down at the bottom, uh, you can join us every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Central Time by texting the word NATION to 833-276-7174. Again, you can text the word NATION to 833-276-7174. If you all would like to support this program, you guys can do so by uh, texting, I mean, I'm sorry, sending a cash out, dollar sign, brother BNX. Now, I have a thought. Let me know what y'all think. I think I think this going to spice this thing on up. What do y'all think about one of these mornings Maybe getting Dr. Wesley or Brother Nuri on in the morning and y'all on the Zoom call who's been coming on every morning will be able to ask questions. Oh, I think that'll be dope. What y'all think about that, man? Getting some guests, getting some guest speakers on this thing and uh, bringing them on, man. And, you know, we can give them a, a, a charitable contribution for coming on in the morning. You know, whatever we want to do, man, just really make this thing a real power call. This is the power call. Uh, and I want to reward y'all who's been coming on Zoom. It's easy to just tap on YouTube, tap on Facebook, and just listen in. But y'all have taken the extra step to actually log on to the Zoom call with us in the morning. And you've been sharing, you know, sharing your feedback. Some of y'all been reading with us. So, man, I think that'd be a dope idea. We can get Brother Dimitri. I mean, we can really get some people on here to uh, answer some questions that we may have been having in the back of our heads, man. And I think that's real power right there, okay? 
So uh, those are some thoughts that I got in my mind. So I'm just letting you guys know ahead of time. I, I'll start to work on that and see what we can do. Um, and and uh, if y'all don't mind sharing this call out uh, with your people, family, share out the Zoom link, uh, share out the text list so that we my goal is to get over. Y'all know since Ramadan, get over 100 people on here in the morning every day. Over 100 people on this Zoom call where we can learn, where we can grow. We're going to go over spirituality. We're going to go over some finances a little bit. We're going to go over mindset. So um, we want to make this a real powerful, powerful call. So thank you all for listening, family. I hope you all have a blacktastic day. End your week off strong. And remember, today is the first day of the rest of your life. And you can make the rest of your life the best of your life. And the choice is yours. Peace.